to see you all. I see most of you. There's a speaker in the way. But <laughs> over there. Hey, over there. Man, this is, this is so great. I am so excited to be here to celebrate with you all our 10th anniversary. Um, if you're new here, you're visiting, or maybe you just wandered in because we're at First Magnitude. My name is Jay. I'm one of the pastors for City Church, and uh, it is such a good <coughs> day to be here and worship God together. <laughs> I'm going to read a call to worship for us, uh, and then we are going to sing together. A couple quick things. Obviously, we don't have slides, right? So if you go to citychurchgnv.com slash 10 years, using the numbers, one zero years, you will find a link there with the words to the songs we're going to be singing this morning. Now... If you don't want to go through all that hassle, there are 25 printed packets here on this speaker right in front of the stage. You can come and get them. First come, first serve. Hopefully we don't fight over those, okay? But they are there for you if that would be easier for you. Um, either one. So citychurchgmv.com slash one zero years or these packets here until they are gone. Uh, yeah, so let me read our call to worship for us. Also, my keys are on the packets, so please don't take those. I will not be able to get home. Would you stand as we hear God's word and we begin our time together? This is Psalm 107, the first nine verses here. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Some water wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to a city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty 
their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Let's pray. God, we come this morning, as we do every single Sunday morning, to worship you, to give you honor and glory and praise. But today we take a moment to reflect that, God, you have been faithful these last 10 years in establishing this community of believers. And we are grateful. We are grateful for the family that is City Church. We are grateful whether we've been here for two weeks, a week, 10 years, whatever it might be. Thank you for bringing us all together as a community. Would you bless our time now? Would your Holy Spirit encourage our hearts as we celebrate your faithfulness, your power, your goodness, your wisdom? We ask all this in Christ's name. Amen.
So we 
and all the earth. And all the earth will shout your name. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. finds rest in God alone. My soul finds rest in God alone. My rock and my salvation, a fortress strong against my foes. And I will not be shaken, though lips may bless and hearts may curse, and lies like arrows please me. Fix my heart on righteousness. I'll look to him who hears me. Oh, praise him, alleluia, my delight and my reward. Everlasting, never failing, my redeemer. Rest my soul in God alone Amid the world's temptations When evil seeks to take a hold I'll cling to my salvation Though riches come and riches go 
Don't set your heart upon them The fields of hope in which I sow Are harvested in heaven Oh, praise Him, hallelujah My delight and my reward Everlasting, on God alone and trust in Him completely with every day pour out my soul and He will prove His mercy though life is but a fleeting breath a sigh too deep to measure my King has crushed the curse of death and I am Psalm 118. The psalmist exhorts us um, to give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. 
for his steadfast love endures forever. And then later in that same psalm, the psalmist says, uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The reason why we're here to mark an anniversary has nothing to do with City Church. It has everything to do with God's faithfulness and giving thanks to him. So you can think of this service as a liturgy of thanksgiving. It's a liturgy of thanksgiving that by God's grace honors the Lord, glorifies his name, and then edifies us as his people and encourages us and catalyzes ongoing investment spiritually, physically, and emotionally in our city. So that's what we're doing this morning. My name is Chipper. I'm one of the pastors here. We are a church aspiring to be an authentic community walking with God in our city. We love you so much. We're very, very glad that you are here. I wanted to also give um, thanks to First Magnitude. They hosted us, First Magnitude hosted us 50 Sundays uh, during the COVID era. And then again, two Sundays ago for our sunrise service. And then again, this morning, we have a wonderful relationship with them. I want to thank John and Christine Denny and then uh, Tara for hosting us and being unbelievably hospitable. So why don't we thank them? I think Tara's in our office. Yeah, words cannot express, honestly, how uh, kind they have been to us for a very long time now. And we really do love them. We would love to get to know you, and there's a really fantastic way you can do that today. You can stay and have lunch with us after this service. There will be a lunch for everybody served on the grounds of First Magnitude. It is being staged in the warehouse, uh, which is just around the corner, so you'll be able to go uh, grab your food after the service. And you can eat anywhere in the warehouse here. But get to know some people, greet some people, minister to some people over Bole and Pomodoro's pizza. So that's after the service. That's for everybody. You didn't have to RSVP. And we're just really glad that you're here. So lunch after the service. Stick around if you can. Didn't have to RSVP. We would love to serve you a meal and, and be a blessing in that way. Also, um, find our staff after the service. If this is your first time, I know some of you are visiting or just guests or what, you were on the Hawthorne Trail connector and you were wondering what in the world is going on. Uh, we're really glad you're here. Come find us after the service. Say hello. We are people, people. Uh, we would love to get to know you and greet you. So there's that. We worship a generous God. Part of our responsive worship as a people of God is giving generously. Um, you can give online. That's probably the best option today. Citychurchgmv.com slash give. And then there's also, though, if you want, there's a brown box on that table over there under the overhang uh, with some envelopes and some pens. We did put connection cards in your bulletins. If you have a connection card, we would encourage you to fill that out, especially with your prayer requests. We pray for you each week during our staff meeting. You can make it anonymous if you would prefer that. Uh, also, great resource for you to connect with our staff, our pastors, just to uh, reach out and say hello. We're very responsive when you use those cards. You can put those again in the brown box that's sitting over there on that table. I'm going to give you one announcement, and it's a little bit more specific than normal, but I'm going to do it anyway. So we are having this delightful uh, women's prayer breakfast next Sunday uh, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the home of George and Mary Lebo. So women, I hope that you go. All the information is on Realm, which is our church's intranet, or just take your connection card and say, hey, I'm interested in the prayer breakfast. Send me all the info. We will do that. Uh, one of the purposes for this is to pray over women who are moving, who are leaving our community. They're going off to other academic opportunities, work opportunities, just to encourage each other. So that's next Sunday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Thank you. Saturday, 
from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. So, yeah, we don't want to confuse anybody out here. So Saturday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., and I do hope we see you there. Instead of kind of a normal sermon this morning, you're actually going to hear from a series of people uh, to encourage you and to exhort you. The first person you're going to hear from this morning is Dorian Rose. Dorian has been part of City Church since the very beginning. She has served in just about every capacity in the life of our church as a deacon on our missions committee. Uh, she has served on our hospitality team. She serves in our children's ministry. And Dorian is here to share a testimony concerning God's goodness and faithfulness to her in a way that will hopefully edify all of you. So let's warmly welcome Dorian Rose. Well, um, good morning. Uh, thank you for being here. It's really good uh, to see uh, to see you all. And I'm, um, by God's grace, I'm uh, excited and privileged just to share uh, somewhat that he has, uh, how he has worked in my life um, these past 10 years. So I moved to Gainesville over 10 years ago prior to the start of City Church. A colleague of mine here at the University of Florida had gotten a large NIH grant and she invited me to come as a postdoctoral fellow and help her run that grant. And um, I thought, okay, well, that's, that'll be good. It'll give me three years of experience and um, practice, um, and then I'll just kind of move on. Um, I'm from the Northeast, and so when people hear that, when I introduce myself, they say, oh, you must, uh, you must be here in Florida because of the weather. And I often will cheekily respond, actually, I'm here in Florida despite the weather. Um, the heat and humidity is not my thing. And um, as you know, Chipper had asked us to pray for this morning, for the logistics, for God's spirit to move, um, I will admit I also prayed for this weather. So I thank God um, that I'm not up here sweating bullets. And I'm still smiling because of that. Um, and people often ask me, oh, so do you have family here? You must have family here. And I'll say, I have no family here, blood family here. Um, you are my family. I am here, again, because of City Church and the family that you all have provided um, for me. So I was attending Creekside Community Church uh, 10 years ago. And uh, one morning, um, our pastor there, Steve Gregg, announced that uh, Creekside would be part of a church plant in downtown Gainesville. And as I sat there, my heart did a uh, double pump or skipped a beat. And when that happens, I know that's the Holy Spirit uh, speaking to me. And so I thought, could I be a part of this? How can I be a part of this? God, could I please be a part of this church plant in downtown Gainesville? And so uh, Chipper and Ryan, as most of you know, uh, moved uh, from Chicago to here and spent a year um, under the um, formative uh, teaching and learning from uh, various pastors here in the area, which was really meaningful to me that they just didn't come and say, hey, we're going to start a church and here we go. But um, just that just really meant so much that they were serious, thoughtful, um, planning all of this. And so um, when they first moved here, I thought, well, I'm going to have these folks over for dinner to kind of get to know them, to see what their vision is. Um, and so separately, I had Chipper and Kristen over. I had Katie and Ryan over. And I had the, when I had uh, Chipper and Kristen over, um, I served, served food that Chipper couldn't eat. Um, so that was awkward. And then a few weeks later, I had Ryan and Katie over and gave them the wrong directions to my house. 
awkward again. So uh, despite this inauspicious beginning with both of these uh, couples, um, by God's grace, I was able to um, become part of the launch team um, 10 years ago. And um, I've been encouraged, challenged, and have been growing um, ever since. Um, I am a physical therapy um, educator, and in physical therapy education, we have both what we call didactic training. There's information, neuroscience, therapeutic exercise, kinesiology, anatomy that you need to know as a physical therapist, but it doesn't end there. What's really important is the practical part of that, learning uh, psychomotor skills, how to apply uh, the didactic information um, that is being learned. And one informs the other. You can't have one without the other. And our students are stronger and better because we have both a strong didactic uh, teaching and strong uh, practical and internship training. And so it is with uh, City Church. Um, each Sunday, you are going to get strong uh, biblical uh, teaching here, not just once in a while, <laughs> but every Sunday. And what's more important is that what's been created here um, at City Church uh, so intentionally, so wisely, uh, so carefully are lab experiences for us uh, to live out what we are learning on Sunday morning. And that is where the learning really occurs. Are we able to apply, how do we apply, the truth of the gospel to where we live here in Gainesville? Whether it be through our outreach to our neighbors uh, without homes, living here in Gainesville on Saturday mornings or Sunday afternoons, the church uh, opening their doors and offering snacks or clothing items uh, during the week, art walk on a Friday night, musical artist series um, at Fourth Avenue Food Park, providing meals to someone inside or outside our church family, praying for and engaging with our missionary partners who are teaching and living out the truth of Jesus in other lands. Uh, there is no lack of lab experiences here at City Church, no lack of opportunity to live out and to practice, again, what we are being taught from God's word. And what I so appreciate and am so thankful uh, for Chipper, Ryan, and Jay's openness to new ideas, that if I come to them with some sort of harebrained idea, um, what if we do this, or could we tweak that? Um, I'm never met with, nope, can't do that, or we can't do that here. Um, but rather, so how would that work? Or what needs to happen for that to happen? So certainly there have been times when they've informed me of some of the background details of what that I, that I wasn't aware of and why my idea might not work, but they are open to listening. And I just, and I've always been met with grace and humility and a willingness to be heard. So just wanna share with you this morning that you will be heard here at City Church. And that's what makes this community uh, so vibrant. So Chipper, Ryan, and Jay recognize that our faith uh, needs to be grounded in God's word, but they also realize, just as I do in physical therapy education, that it doesn't end there. City Church's mission you know, could have been to be an authentic community walking with God. That sounds good, that sounds noble, um, that probably would have passed muster, would have worked. Um, but I'm here at City Church, and what has been so formative for me for the past 10 years is that our tagline does not end there. Um, 10 years ago, Chipper and Ryan recognized that we needed to be more than an authentic community walking with God. God had impressed upon them, and they impress upon us every week, that we are to be more than that. We are to be an authentic community walking with God 
in our city. So being encouraged, being challenged to live this out alongside many of you, being shepherded by godly, humble shepherds has brought me immense joy and a purpose uh, to my being here in Gainesville. Um, despite not having blood family, despite the weather, um, I am here um, in Gainesville because of you, um, because of this body. Thank you, Dorian. Um, City Church was started with help from three different churches, possibly five, depending on how you define it. Uh, we had Creekside Community Church. Dorian was a part of their church family. Uh, Christ Community Church, about eight miles west of here, a PCA church. And then additionally, we had Evanston Bible Fellowship in Evanston, Illinois, who is an EFCA church, part of our denomination, which meant that we had three churches from two different denominations, kind of on accident, but certainly in the Lord's providence helped make all of this possible. And we had two additional financial partners, a, a church in California, Beach Bible Church, and then another PCA church, University Presbyterian Church in Orlando. Five churches coming together to make this work. And you already heard from one of them. You heard from Creekside Community Church, uh, formerly Dorian Rose. And now you're going to hear from the other two, uh, starting with Rob Pinley, who, when City Church started, was the lead pastor, planting pastor of Christ Community Church out here in Gainesville, Florida. Uh, we talked last night, we had a little celebratory dinner. I think City Church started with a phone call uh, between myself and Rob Pinley initially. That was the first ever City Church thing, brainstorming about how do we get a church planted in downtown. And then after Rob speaks, uh, you are gonna hear from John Bechtel. At the time, John was the executive pastor of Evanston Bible Fellowship in Evanston, Illinois. He is now an executive pastor of Chapel Street, a church out in the west suburbs of Chicago. And he is going to exhort us as well. Two men who have blessed our church immeasurably have been mentors to many of us, um, unbelievably kind and welcoming and available even 10 years later. So would you warmly welcome first Rob Henley. It is a delight for um, me and my wife, Kim, to be here among you, to have come from Tucson, Arizona, to enjoy a Tucson-type morning with you. So glad you ordered that and prayed it up. The Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. I just have two little words for you as my exhortation. First, don't take this for granted. Do not take this for granted. Revel, rest, celebrate, experience the work of God, the evidence of the passion and wisdom of Jesus to build his church for the glory of God. Don't take it for granted. We lived in Gainesville for 18 years. Some of those were super magical. 2006 to 2008, we won four national championships. In 06, football. In 07, basketball. In 08, football and basketball. 
And there was a celebration, parade, and gathering in the swamp after every one of them. And I remember one of my children once saying, as we were getting ready to go, do we have to go? Can't we just wait for the next one and go to that? And I said, you cannot take these for granted. You've got to revel. You've got to celebrate. You've got to enjoy because this ain't normal. Hey, City Church and friends, what God is doing among you, what God is doing in the city of Gainesville is not normal. It is his mercy. It is his grace. It is for his glory. It is for your joy. Revel in it. Enjoy it. Do not take it for granted. Celebrate the community that you're finding here. Celebrate the conversions as God brings people from death to life, from darkness into the light. Celebrate the creation of this congregation and others that will come from it. God is at work among you. Don't take it for granted. The second word is this, abide. Let me encourage you to abide in Jesus. You know, in these big moments, it's always tempting to say, what's next? What's the next hill to take? What's the next thing to do? And I want to tell you that the next thing for you to do as a church, the next thing for you to do as followers of Jesus, the next thing is always the next thing. It is simply abide in Jesus. Stay with Jesus. He said to us, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I know you're a gifted bunch. I know that you're smart and capable. Apart from Jesus, you can do nothing. I know that you're a weak bunch. I know that you are often a confused bunch. I know that we're all half-hearted at times. In Christ, you will bear much fruit. He is your joy. He is our strength. He is our captain. He is the man. Jesus is the one. He is the one in whom we abide. And I want to read one of my favorite passages that describes the Jesus in whom we abide. It lifts my eyes to how great and glorious he is, and it lifts my mind to his vision of what he's doing in me and in this world. This Jesus has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God. He is the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he's before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything Jesus might be preeminent. 
For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through Jesus to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. He is the one in whom we abide. He is the one in whom we have redemption. He is the one who is at work in the heavens and the earth to reconcile all things to himself. Stick with him. Stay with him. He is your joy. He is your life. Apart from him, you can do nothing, but in him you can bear all kinds of fruit. I love the story. You know, as I close, I love the story of this MMA fighter who became a follower of Jesus. And shortly after he became a follower of Jesus, he had in his mind a vision of him at six foot three serving a group of people who were much smaller, less than five feet. That was just what he saw. And he was invited then to go and be on a trip with people just that height. And he wound up moving to live with them. This big wrestler fighter, six foot three, lived among people who were four foot seven. And they wrote about him that he came and he lived with us and he served us and he got our diseases and he wept with us and he taught us. And they gave him a name, which I love. They named him Efeosa Mubati Mangbo. Efeosa Mubati Mangbo. Mubati Mangbo means the big pygmy. The big pygmy is what they named him. But they also named him Ephiosa, the one who loves us. And so they named him the big one who became one of us who loves us. And everyone within the sound of my voice, I'm telling you, there is a God who is the ultimate Ephiosa, Mabute Mangbo. He is the one, grand and glorious, who has come He's lived among us. He lives among us, and he's loved us. Revelation chapter 7, I mean chapter 1 says, To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, and he has made us a kingdom. He's made us to be priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, City Church. Good morning. It is a good morning. I bring greetings from the Great White North. And when I say that, I'm not kidding. Uh, yesterday, we FaceTimed our daughters who were taking a walk in the midst of snow flurries. So it is a good morning to be enjoying this beautiful weather. But this morning is good for so many more profound and important reasons. As we celebrate... 10 years of God's faithfulness through his people here in the city of Gainesville with you, the people of City Church. So I come and I have two purposes and I have two texts. I want to first commend you and then I want to charge you. I want to commend you for being faithful to God and his gospel here in this city. But I want to remind you in this commendation that it's not not something that has been going on for simply 10 years. 
It's not simply been happening for 10 years. This is something, you are part of something that has been going on for 2,000 years. Let me take you back to the beginning of the church, and I'd like to share a little interaction that Jesus has with his disciples, particularly with Peter. He's been arguing with the Pharisees and trying to convince them of who he is and what the kingdom of God is, and he takes his disciples aside, and we hear this interaction in Matthew chapter 16. Jesus is asking them a question, and he says, but what about you, asking the disciples, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. The hope, the purpose, the foundation of the church was encapsulated in the confession that Peter made, that Jesus is the Messiah. He is the one who has been sent. He is the one that Rob just read in Colossians 1, who is the fullness of God. We heard a beautiful picture of, of who Jesus is and what he's accomplished on our behalf. Jesus is the Messiah. He is the gospel impersonated. He came to earth. He lived a life that we could not live. He paid a price that we could not pay on the cross. And he was raised again in victory so that you and I can have eternal life in heaven forever. And we can have life the way it is supposed to be here on earth today. This message is the foundation of the church. That is the rock upon which you have stood faithfully these 10 years. It's all you have to offer. And there's nothing that can stand against this message, this mandate. It's a message that spread through the ages and spread over the continents. And in God's providence, it's a message that led to many gospel outposts being planted all over the world. And in God's providence and timing, he led people to plant the churches of Creekside, of Christ Community, of Evanston Bible Fellowship. And in his onward, ongoing providence, he led two young men and their wives who were saved by this same gospel, who were, who were shaped by this same gospel. And out of long conversations of dreaming and praying together, City Church was birthed. And by God's providence, one by one, he called all of you to him, and he has called all of you to be part of this body. And for a decade, you have stood on this rock, this confession that Peter made that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of the living God. And I want to commend you for holding fast to this word of life, for holding fast to this, uh, this confession that Peter has made. But... With that commendation comes a charge because City Church, the work is not finished. There are still people who need to know the goodness, the hope, the beauty of Jesus and his gospel. And you have been placed here not simply, as we've heard, to be about your own edification, your own growth, your own personal comfort. You have been put here on mission. 
to be a place where people know and learn about Jesus, to be a city on a hill in the city that so desperately needs him. So I would like to commend you, or charge you, excuse me, from the writer of Hebrews. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses, Hebrews chapter 12, verse, verses 1 and 2, hear God's word. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. City Church, you have done well. You have served many. You have loved much. But as I've said before, you are not done. And so while we look back with joy and gratitude, we need to look forward with hope and to set ourselves for what God has called us to do. And I want to charge you with three things from this passage. First, to remember. Remember that great cloud of witnesses. In, in this chapter, it's referring to the Old Testament saints. And City Church, you are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses for the last 2,000 years to those, these three and five churches that have helped launch you. And it's not about the witnesses themselves. That's the important thing. What marks these witnesses is the message that they held to. You see, all of these churches and all of these witnesses have held on to the idea that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. So remember what you are to, to, to share. Remember the message and mandate that you have. Continue to hold fast to that. City Church, it's all you have. It's all you need. And it's the only thing that this world is really looking for. Remember the message and mandate that you've been given. But the writer continues and he says, lay aside and throw off everything that can entangle you. This includes good things and this includes bad things. So I want to charge you to resist. First, to resist the temptation to pursue your own kingdoms and to let sin remove Christ's lampstand from your presence. We are about the kingdom of God and his purposes and his righteousness. May that be true for City Church for its whole history. But also resist the temptation to move your mission or mandate off of this confession, off of the gospel. Everything that is good is gospel-informed, but not everything is the gospel. So as you seek justice in this city that so desperately needs it. May it be rooted in the gospel. As you show compassion to those who have been battered and bruised by this world, may it flow from the gospel. As you offer hope to those who are lost and dying, may it start with the only hope that we have to offer, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. So remember the gospel. Resist the temptation to move from the gospel. And finally, run to the gospel. We are called to run the race with endurance that Jesus has called and marked out for us. That was true for the Hebrews, and that's true for you as a community and true for you as individuals. You have a race marked out for you for the next 10 years. God has marked that out for you. You are called to run with endurance, so do so. 
When you fall down, look to others to pick you up. When you see others falling down, pick them up. Run with endurance. And make sure your focus is clear. Make sure your focus is on Jesus. Fix your eyes together on him. This is the race that he has marked out for you. Run it together. So run, go. That is the great commission. Go, continue to go, endure forget, together. Together, keep your eyes on Jesus. So run to Jesus together and help each other become like him. Run, and also run to others to share Jesus. Help others to come to him. I end with that confession that Peter made. Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. This is our only hope. This is the message we proclaim. This is a message that we have bet our lives on. It's a message that we are to hold fast to. So remember, resist the urge to change it and run to it. And I pray that 10 years from now at the 20-year celebration, we can honor God all the more for his goodness and faithfulness in you and through you. And may Gainesville be, be a place that honors him more. It's in Jesus' name I say these things. Amen. It's a fascinating week. As I kind of bring up the rear here, I was trying to think about how, what do you even say as an exhortation after 10 years? How do you, how do you encapsulate a decade of ministry? So I said, you know what? Why don't I take a look at the message we preached back in 2014, actually, when we began our weekly public worship services? And you know what? Like, I'll find that passage, whatever that was. Let's just go back to that. That should be good. And then I went and started looking back at my manuscript, and I remembered what uh, a very encouraging mentor of mine once said, which is that your first 100 or so sermons will be terrible. And so I started combing through it, and in the introduction, I had this really mysterious comment just with one bullet point that said, make a joke about your name. So... City Church's public worship, I guess, began. I need to go back and listen to the recording with a comment about my name. And then I thought to myself, okay, actually five years prior, I preached this sermon before I even went to seminary at Christ Community Church. So what was that like? And I had a recording on iTunes, and I said, that would be really interesting. And it's like the Lord spoke out of heaven and said, yes, it would, that's a good word for it. It's very interesting don't worry about that. Just enjoy the week, and we can evaluate that later on. And it turns out that we preached, when we began our public worship services, Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, which makes sense because that passage, it describes the spiritual and communal rhythms of the early church, which, of course, is a very helpful guide for a brand new church. But as I was reading through that Acts 2 list, it just hit me in the face how supernatural all of that is. I just got clobbered with it. On one hand, this is really obvious. You know, all of this is happening. All these rhythms are happening in the context of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came upon the early Christians in great power equipping them for ministry following Jesus' ascension. On one hand, that's really obvious, but on the other hand, that connection is so easy to miss. 
and especially in Gainesville. We are such a doer, achievement-oriented context. It is really, 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 really easy to miss this. So here's what I want to say. One of the things, maybe the primary thing that I've learned in the past 10 years is that people just do not devote themselves, Acts 2, 42 through 47, to the apostles' teaching or fellowship together or break bread and pray together or stand in awe of God or experience miraculous signs and wonders in their midst or hold all of their possessions loosely, distributing distributing them with sacrificial generosity to those who are in need, or gather together for corporate worship, or show hospitality in their homes, or praise God, people don't do that unless God works in supernatural ways. The most important sermon that I have heard so far, as far as my ministry, and I I think the ministry of this church, is from Francis Schaeffer. He gave this sermon called The Lord's Work, in the Lord's way. It's from a book called No Little People that I would commend to you. He gave a sermon called The Lord's Work in the Lord's Way. And Francis Schaeffer says this, he says, check this out. The central problem of our age is this. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ, individually or corporately, tending to do the Lord's work in the power of the flesh rather than of the spirit. The essential problem is always in the midst of the people of God, not the circumstances surrounding them. City Church, do you think of the problem like this? Doing the Lord's work our way instead of his way. What is the Lord's way? How do we harness the power of the Holy Spirit in the way that Francis Schaeffer is talking about? Among other things, it has a whole, whole, whole lot to do with prayer. So here's my exhortation to all of you this morning as we look forward to the next 10 years. And it comes from Colossians chapter 4. Verses 2 through 4. The Apostle Paul says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. And he says, And also, please, please pray for us that the Lord might open to us a door for the word that we might declare the mystery of Christ, So my exhortation to all of you as we look forward to the next 10 years is to pray steadfastly. Or as someone once put it, be in the mood of prayer rather than praying when you're in the mood. And there's three kinds of prayer that I want to commend to you. Pray, number one, watchfully. City Church, we have a cosmic battle going on here. Ephesians chapter 6 talks about the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly places. We have a cosmic battle going 
on here. Other people are not the enemy. We have a supernatural cosmic enemy. And the way you do battle against that kind of enemy in Jesus' name is through prayer. One of the ways that we like to talk about our vision here at City Church is to take this, this kind of little light that we have in our block, you know, the kind of light that you might see from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Sundays, and push that light out to every part of our downtown community, every place at every time, even on weekend evenings at midnight, probably the most fraught part of downtown community life. But there's no way that happens unless God works in supernatural power. There's no way that happens unless we are praying people. I've heard it described that the, the work of ministry is basically prayer and everything else is just mopping up. So let's pray watchfully. Let's pray vigilantly. And then number two, let's pray with thanksgiving. Praying with thanksgiving equips us to stand in awe of God in a frankly very cynical age. And it equips us to guard ourselves from self-focus in a very individualistic age. So give thanks that you might stand in awe of God and give thanks that you might be just like insufferably self-forgetful. And in doing so, enjoy him and be filled that you might be a blessing to other people and to be filled up by God so that you might pour yourself out for the sake of others. And then third, pray for open doors to declare the name of Jesus, to declare the mystery of Christ. And as all of our speakers this morning have already said, that's really what we have. City Church is Jesus. And in Paul's mind, the message of Christ that we have, this mystery, was such a sweet message that for him it was worth being in prison. And so I would ask you, do you see that kind of sweetness in the mystery of Christ? Paul did. He thought it was worth going to prison that he might tell people that Christ died for your sins. And this mystery is that Christ is supernaturally present in those who trust him, both now and forever. Now while we're in Gainesville, Florida, and forever when we're in the new city, we're suffering and, and pain will be no more and we will be worshiping in the very presence of the Almighty God. And this mystery is that Jesus is for everybody, for Jews, for Gentiles. I don't have to know a single thing about your backstory to let you know that Jesus is for you. So church, as we look forward to the next 10 years, we are depending entirely upon supernatural works of God to accomplish anything in this community. So let's do the Lord's work in his way. And let's do it, among many things, by praying watchfully and praying with thanksgiving and pleading with the Lord that he might open the door for the gospel, for the word, for this proclamation of the mystery of Christ Jesus. I want to end 
with one little anecdote, and then we'll have a couple more songs, and we will close out our time together. When we were at Jolie's, which is across the street from our building now, we would set up really early in the morning. We had this big trailer. We would unload all of our things. We would set up early in the morning, and it had this really nice kind of Mediterranean theme, and it's just a fascinating venue that we were in. A lot of weddings and events took place there. And one morning we showed up. And when we got there, there is, and I've, I've talked about this before, when we got there, there was this huge sign hanging from the, the top of the roof that just said sin with a Y. And we said, what, what, what is this? And so we looked it up online, and we found out that a nightclub had recently began meeting on Saturday evenings called Sin with a Y. And so we were kind of combing through the pictures on Facebook and we saw that the, the catchphrase, the motto was, let's transgress together. And so we, we walked up and we have this sign and we have this motto and, and then now we're walking in the door and we're taking the banner down and it just hit me that our battle is not against flesh and blood. That it's against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And what we're doing is cosmic in its nature. And so we can't do it in the power of our flesh. We can do it with God's help. And so please go out from here, encourage that God is at work and be encouraged that the best way to do faithful ministry in the city is to do the Lord's work his way. Resist the temptation to do ministry in the power of the flesh. Amen. Every week at City Church, we have an opportunity to share in the Lord's table together. The Lord Jesus, in the night that he was to be betrayed, shared a meal with his disciples. And during that meal, he took the bread and he broke it, saying, This is my body, broken for you. Do this whenever you eat of it in remembrance of me. And then in a similar manner, after the meal, Jesus took the cup and as he poured it, he said, this cup is a new covenant, my blood. Do this whenever you drink of it in remembrance of me. And then Paul says, as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we are proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes again because we are worshiping a risen Lord who ascended into the presence of the Father and sent the Holy Spirit that we might go out into this world and do the Lord's work in the Lord's way. And he will return and he will deliver us into a far, far greater city, a far greater garden, a garden even better than this, if you will imagine that, where we will be forever in the presence of God, enjoying him. Come, weary sinners, and drink and eat and be refreshed. And if you are here and you would not say that you are a follower of Jesus, scripture says that today is the day of salvation. And I read that uh, to mean that every day is the day of salvation. So come, give yourself unto Christ. Christ died for our sins. And if you're here and you would not say you're a follower of Jesus and you're still skeptical about these things and you want to keep wrestling and asking questions, amen, keep coming. City Church is a place for you. It is home for you as well. And we love you so very much. I'm going to pray for us. And then after we do that, that will be our dismissal for communion. And you will see an elder or a deacon come to either side of this stage 
and they will be holding a basket of communion packets. We're doing things a little differently out here. And when you approach them when you're ready, uh, they will simply put one of those packets in your hand. And when you get it, you are welcome at that time to eat and to drink uh, wherever you are. You can stay up here and kneel and pray if you'd like to. You can go back to wherever you're seated. But when you're ready, after the prayer, come, and then we will wrap our service with a few more songs, and then we will eat together. So let's pray. It's by your grace, Lord, that we stand here and enjoy a providential meal meant, Lord, not just to sort of check some intellectual boxes, but actually meant to fortify and nourish our faith. And we're going to need all of the nourishment we can get if we are going to continue ministering faithfully for the next 10 years. So give us a supernatural experience of your grace. Holy Spirit, come and work in great power that we might leave here different people in part because of receiving this meal that you have given us for our good. And we ask especially, Lord, that those who feel like they've exhausted the grace of God, they in particular would come and remember that they have not. That the grace of God is sufficient for even the most sinful people. Lord, help us deal with this morning exposed sin. Help us to be reconciled with people that we're not reconciled to. Help us see what we need to see that we might entrust ourselves to you even more fully and freshly enjoy the grace of God in Christ. We love you, Lord, and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Looking just how far we've come Knowing that for every step You were with us Kneeling on this battleground Seeing just how much you've done Scars and struggles on the way, but with joy our hearts can say, yes our hearts can say. Never once did we ever walk alone, never once did you leave us on our own. Sometimes we have things happen, and I think it was me. I don't know. 
but I think it was me. Let's try this again. Just is. Let me say, for pain inside. 
Bid my anxious fears, bid my anxious fears, lend me safe on Canaan's side. Bid my anxious fears, bid my anxious fears, Thank you. 
serve an awesome God. Look at what he's done in this last decade. Um, thank you all for being here. I wanted to say a special thank you to the team that helped organize all of this. Can we show our appreciation to the folks who did this? And they have planned a feast. We have bole as well as, as a pizza in the warehouse. I've been informed to choose one to start with and then go back for seconds afterwards. Um, but yeah, I hope you'll stick around and enjoy this uh, lunch to celebrate. And thank you for being here this morning. Our benediction, you know, as we, we've heard these charges for how to remain faithful, to abide, to keep our eyes fixed on Christ. And I want our benediction to be, you know, as, as we turn the page on a decade, as we look ahead to what's next, I want our benediction to be a prayer. Uh, that the, I, I pray that this would be our attitude. And it comes from Psalm 25. It is, is from David. And it's simple, just one verse uh, pluralized for us. Show us your ways, O Lord. Teach us your paths. Guide us in your truth and teach us. For you are God, our Savior, and our hope is in you all day long. Amen. Let's sing the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here Enjoy the feast. <laughs> 